0: welcome to invasion of privacy i'm kate wolf and today i have a good friend Fellow light worker Kim Hodges is here. Hello. Hi. What's up? Welcome to my This is the first time you're in this apartment. This
1: is the first time, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it.
0: And uh Kim's still for the most part a hundred percent social distancing. I just want to say that for everyone. Cause you've been pretty much
1: I am paranoid as fuck. Are you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, And it's not paranoid that I'm going to get it. It's more paranoid. Like when they said that you can pass it to people without symptoms, that, I mean, I'm a control freak anyway, but that level of, man, what if I go to my, like, dad and- Pass something to him, and then he dies. Like I just didn't want that weight (laughs) on my shoulders. Yeah, so I take or like the woman who lives underneath me is like who knows, very very old, maybe like eighties, and like really cute. And like, what if I were the reason that she had her last moments because I didn't just stay in the house and. Most importantly, I'm an introvert anyway. So (laughs) I'm thriving, working out, like painting, you know, doing my thing, art projects, between that and work and everything else, it's
0: it's been pretty cool for me. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think I was pretty smart about stuff, but I wasn't as quarantined as you were. So it's just nice to get to see you. It's
1: absolutely nice to see you as well.
0: We're in the yellow now. So we're in Pennsylvania. We're in the yellow, which means we can we're not like what is it called? Home what and like we're not on house arrest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There
1: aren't any laws telling us that we're like forbidden to be in yes. the streets. Yes, exactly. For happy purposes outside of life sustaining actions.
0: Yeah. A lot of stores are still closed though.
1: Yeah. I think it's like they have some shopping, some you can do outdoor like restaurants to go beer if that's your thing. Um so we're we're getting there. But the stuff that I really like to do, like I haven't been to the barber to cut my hair because it's natural and I love my barber and it's like short and whatever. And I love my time with him. I, I have two, really three. I love my time with my barbers. And like you go and you get a beer and you relax with them and it only takes a half hour. And it's like a really wonderful experience. I Aww. miss that. I miss my nail
0: technician a lot. My nails are really trashy, is what it is. <laughs> I mean, so are mine, but I don't normally get my nails done. It's expensive. Like, when you get into routine things of, like, nail care and stuff like that, when you dedicate yourself to that upkeep, Mm -hmm. it's money. It it is money. I hope one day to be able to have the kind of money where I won't worry about that stuff. It would be so nice to get my nails done, but...
1: Yeah, and I think we all kind of, you spend money where you, like, what's important, like, what makes you feel good kind of thing in the ways that you like to... Um, And like for me, I think my nails are probably my best assets. (laughs) They grow like super long
0: and whatever else. So I like to go and
1: get a nice gel manicure every now and then.
0: Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I like the gel too. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. Let's get in. We've made a little list. So first we're going to talk about the protests. I talked about them a bit last week with my guest, Zach. But I went to one after I podcasted right here in Upper Dublin. It was awesome because I was thinking about even maybe putting one together myself, and then suddenly, I a friend sent me a poster that they were doing one at the high school. Yeah. So it worked out. I mean, that day we had like a crazy tornado-like storm that. Came that was through. amazing. Wasn't that crazy? It was
1: thirty. It came in. It saw. It conquered. It was a quick thirty minutes in and out. Power down. Out, though, powers out. Yeah. We're knocking it out. One of my friends in Phoenixville, her. Power was out from Wednesday to Saturday.
0: You know what I mean? It got, really not. Real. Mine was like, I guess, 14 hours it was out, which is still annoying, mm-hmm. but not yeah. like days because then your food goes bad. Oh, yeah. I actually had to go to my
1: parents' house to get food because everything was... Their three refrigerators and freezers were defrosting, so I guess they're... Um,
0: they were like, come eat before the, all this is bad?
1: Yeah, but then I'm also like, why do you... you why do you have that many freezers? That's a, a lot of food. It's a lot of food. You know yeah. what I mean? What do you- I've got a cute
0: little, like it's not too little, but my fridge can only fit so much, which I like.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, before all of this crazy stuff, I was going to the grocery store once a week and just kind of, I mean, it was probably wasteful. I mean, it was wasteful, but it was good. I was just only having what I wanted for that week, basically, as I was um, shopping yeah. And then once COVID hit, now it's a two like I only go out to the grocery store once every two weeks. That's okay. how distancing I am. I'm like
0: doing my best to just keep good it in. For you. Yeah. I only like going food shopping that often anyway. I hate food shopping. It's annoying. I, I'm in and out as best I can be. Mm-hmm. But um anyway, I'll talk about the podcast real quick and then I want to get your opinion on podcasts. Yeah. Podcast protests. <laughs>
1: Whatever you want. I'll share. My brain is
0: good today. Um so at this particular protest I went to, it was smaller because the storm had just come through, but it was super peaceful. The cops were driving by and honking in celebration of it. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And I just want to state that because there there are a range of protests going on and um, there are a range of protesters and different types of cops out there. So all of those yeah. ingredients determine how it goes. Um, but I am very much for us coming together and making a statement that police brutality needs to stop. Yeah. W- once again, am I for people looting or setting things on fire? No. But do I understand why that behavior is happening? Mm-hmm. Yes. When people hit a limit, it erupts in a certain way. Look at volcanoes. OK. <laughs> Even Mother Earth does that. So um, I'm not saying that's the best, most efficient way, but when you're you know rubbing up against such brokenness and abusive power for so long yeah people snap and not just in the race stuff like even in homes you know if Mm -hmm. someone's getting abused or hurt yeah people snap in different ways right but people have limits
1: so absolutely and I think my position is I'm I'm here for it all I personally will not participate in any like everything um I'm not if I think something could be dangerous, then I will probably stay away from it just because I feel as though it's like, then I can't help in other ways, essentially, if if it's like broken me too much. But at the same time, I'm deeply appreciative of people who are willing to go, you know, into the heart of the city to protest and to sp- use their voice and to stand up for injustice. Yeah. I would have went to Upper Dublin because I would have felt like more safe there like they were going to be a little bit more in line. I should have told you about it. I was actually really shocked that they even had one. I mean I've honestly have have been shocked at the response that's happening like I have no idea if it's COVID or the fact that Trump's in office or like what happened like people were social distancing in their homes or They were bored and they didn't have other things to distract them. But I am shocked at the response to what happened with George Floyd because Mm. it's not like this is new. Mm -hmm. So for me, like this happened. It's another time as as an African-American woman where it's really upsetting and it it impacts you. Like there's no way for you not to or for me rather not to um, have my spirit. Bruised mm. by things along those lines because it's just so sad and upsetting and it feels so disempowering and it's like, man, this just keeps happening. But it's also like, you know, we had Freddie Gray. We had er- just so many different people where I'm surprised that it happened because I watched really terrible things happen be in the news and people just seem to really... Not give a fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to use the word not give a fuck, but it's like, "Ah, I'm too comfortable where I am right now, so I'm not really going to listen or acknowledge, you know? Yeah. And for protests, there's different ways that people contribute, and you have to find the way that really works for you, and I do think it is the people that are looting and rioting that are really creating a change because i think that causes economic impact it causes the news to really be paying attention if it's just a peaceful protest people don't necessarily care there you know it's not something that is um as newsworthy and mm-hmm. unfortunately Like, even within the civil rights movement, it wasn't, all like, peaceful from the perspective of whom. Mm. Definitely not peaceful for the protesters who were being, having, uh, like, fire hoses and dogs let out on them. Amen. And not every protester was peaceful either. Like, some things got real. Like, Vietnam, like, you know, at different times, things have gotten real. So it's hard to say that they're ineffective or it's not efficient, Because if it were just about peaceful protesting, it would have never happened, you know, because we would have addressed it a long ass time ago. We wouldn't have been mad at Kaepernick for kneeling. You know what I mean? Oh, my
0: gosh. I know. How ridiculous does that seem now? It already was ridiculous to us. But now it's like, oh, remember when you all had a problem to kneeling? Yeah. Or you
1: didn't have a problem, but you watch football anyway. Just like, man, he doesn't really want that job. He's into other things now you know. Yes. And just like yeah. kind of completely let him get fired
0: and said, well, football's entertaining for me. So is what it is. Yeah. Um, no, you make a really great point, And I saw someone, I forget if it was on Instagram or Twitter, where they were saying, you know, it took riots and protests for the civil rights amendment, if I'm saying that right. My... My history, but the way of phrasing some of the the bills that have passed, whatever, aren't always completely accurate, but it took those things to get through because of some things burning down. And once again, you and I both aren't like, yay, burn things down that don't need to be burned down. But if that's the only way to get people to listen and change, then that's what has to happen.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to judge it personally. Yeah. And I'm also not going to judge, like to your point about the volcano, You know, one of my friends, I had one friend who said, I'm going down there and I'm just going to throw this out there. He is not black. He said, I'm going down there and wanted to riot because he wanted a piece of the action. That to me is completely different than like I had another friend who was peacefully protesting and he watched the cops basically direct the peaceful protesters in Philadelphia into like away from the media And into kind of the poor neighborhoods. And then a group of cops started to attack people, attack women from behind. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying this is all cops or whatever. But if something like that happens and then people start rioting, that there's a trigger that causes a reaction. And I'm not here to tell you how you're supposed to react to being abused. Like, I just don't think that's what my space is. Um, if anything else, I think the more productive conversation is, you know, moving forward. Like, how do we make change? What are you going to do personally to to address your inner racism, to become anti-racist? Shout out to Adrienne Milner. Like, if you do not know about being anti-racist, she is a race scholar. She went to Upper Dublin with me, graduated um, and she will help you out. She will help you learn. There's all the information and in books and everything else that you need to do. So you just, like, check yourself a little bit and then also check your voting policies and, and the things that you really care about and the, and how you're treating people. A lot of businesses, too, are, are saying things like, we support your community. And I'm like, dude, if you're supporting my community, that means that I'm not a part of your business. So... That means you're not talking to me. That means I'm not working for you. That means, you know, and that perspective of separation versus like, it's not just a black issue. This should be an American issue that this is happening. You know, if it happens to one of us, it's happening to all of us. Mm. Um, And I'm not even going to bring up what's happening to the Native Americans, but you can please (laughs) do it. Well, they actually I was talking to Adrian about this the other day, like, they actually have a higher rate of police deaths than black people by percentage. Um, So I don't know, like you just have to meditate on everything that's happened to them. And the fact that in a sense, like there's no one giving a fuck when things happen to them. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's just inappropriate that I hope one day, like to the point that we were talking about, the goal is a, a world where where everything, like, we're peaceful and we're respectful and we're yeah. kind and everything works for everyone. And you're working through your inner shit and your problems and your trauma so that you can show up that way. Yep. And not be the asshole who has been disempowered and is still upset about it and not healed from that. So then you're disempowering other people. Yep. And that's not a statement against police. Like, I personally am happy to um, for police to have proper funding. Um, but I also know that in my lifetime, like I've had to check myself and say, what experiences have you had with police? And police have been very helpful to me when I've needed them, um, at different times. So I'm not saying they weren't like dismissive at times, but I think that was really more of like a sex-based thing than a race-based thing. Um, and I'm not saying that, I haven't been around officers who have made me uncomfortable, but I ha- definitely have leveraged them. So I'm not trying to abolish the police at this juncture, but if we got to a society where it was like, dude, we're just fucking functioning really well and yeah. we don't need to have police. I'd be okay with that too, because all of those good men and women
0: could do something else to be productive in our society. I think that would be beautiful. Yeah. Um, I hear you, you know, with the native Americans and it just feels like, If there's a place where someone can abuse their power, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. due to people's inner pain that they haven't dealt with, not every person, Mm -hmm. but those who are hurting and enjoy somehow taking it out on others, they'll do it. So it's like, oh, here's a group, Native Americans, where they can't really... Not that they can't stand up for themselves, but in a sense where they're easily overpowered because how much it was already taken away from them historically. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's like, okay, so yeah, we, we... As a collective, there's an issue of, okay, if I have this kind of a power, you know, will I or won't I take advantage of it? And I feel like right now, a lot of people are choosing to abuse their power. Um, But that's where the inner work comes in. Because not only can that be seen in racial issues, but in the education system, Mm -hmm. banking system, the whole, the way food is produced in our society, it's, it's everywhere and Preach. we have to start really together changing the system my boyfriend's always like what does that mean changing the system what does it mean the system the system and I'm like I guess that's conceptual but it's starting in the minutia of your life yeah of like okay how am I maybe misusing my power whether it's with family members right. friends whatever situations but it's taking a look also at some hard places because every one of us has had a time maybe where we have abused power. There are just different levels to it. Mm -hmm. But we need to take that hard look within. And like you said, learn to create a new earth where we're treating each other with love and respect.
1: And you have to go through the process with yourself, with kindness, and you have to get past the fact, in this case, that you're racist. Like that concept of being a bad person and, oh, I'm racist. So I'm a bad person. You have to get past that or else you're never actually going to look at how fucked up things are. And if you're able to look at it and say, you know what, that wasn't right, or I did this, I did that. Where did these thoughts come from? Why do I believe these things? Is this even true, basically? Do you think people know they're racist? No, I think people are starkly, like, thinking, like, you remember when George Bush got on, I think it was on Oprah, and he's like, to call someone a racist is the worst thing that you could call them. And it's like, George Bush, out of everything that has happened in your lifetime, you're worried about being called a racist, you know that says a
0: lot yeah
1: you know and and it's almost like in the in the society that we live in if it's built off of racial oppression then it's going to be and it functions it is built and function off of racial oppression like even if you're looking at immigrant workers and how we like mistreat um or migrant workers or like just there's just certain races and classes whatever else where we're Other people are profiting off of the oppression of another group or class of people. That means that you are automatically growing up racist just based off of the conversations that were the stories you heard, the thoughts that you were raised with, the experiences, the media. There's just so many ways where things you're just bombarded with racist ass shit that you didn't even know was racist. Our textbooks. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'm like, thank God. The brave
0: white men who conquered for America. Like, I remember even back then reading this and being like, oh, no, like our country did some fucked up shit. You cannot cover this Yeah. Like the way that we're telling stories, even
1: even down to what stories are being told. So to mm-hmm. me, it's disempowering. Like when you look at, um, like I'm so glad I went to Howard University because it forced me, to, not I would have anyway, but I was, had the opportunity to take a couple classes in African-American studies. And the main thing that it taught me was that everything that I had learned about the trade system was or the slave system and the tr- slave trade was really wrong. Like it was just this one narrow story and perspective it didn't talk about the diversity of the experience between the Americas between like whether you were in the Caribbean versus the South versus the North and how what it meant uh, based off of whether it's like land population what that meant for you as a slave and the reason that's important is one like narrow stories told and people just have one narrow conception of what it means to be black what it means to I mean even just calling all black people african-americans is inappropriate like not everybody's an Af- african-american they may come from other places yeah and be in america basically but it doesn't necessarily mean you have that same african-american experience or I don't, I don't know i just i know people do not recognize that they're racist and it's because they're it's like oh my god it's so bad to be racist it's like no just fucking embrace it love yourself with it and look at it and be like oh
0: do all black are all black people really just good at sports? Is that their major, major contribution? Do some people really think that. I guess there must be some
1: um, I think that people look to the stereotype and like they they lean into the stereotypes a little bit like a lot heavier than they necessarily should. So I've had literally I've had people say to me I worked at one job in ExxonMobil. I don't know if I should have said that, but um, (laughs) (laughs) this one of my coworkers is like, you know what I noticed about you, Kim? I was like, what, Andy? You know how you speak? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, I noticed you don't use like, I forgot what word he said, but he basically was complimenting me on my proper speech. Or I've had people talk to me about my natural hair, or I've had people talk to me about Like just different different things that were just like I don't even know how to respond to you, and you have
0: no idea that what you just said was offensive. You think you're complimenting me? The dumbassery is real. It's real as shit. Yeah, not to. I mean, I'm sorry to call them a dumbass. Not sorry, but like people say stuff that you're like, did that really just come out of your mouth, and you were okay with that
1: flying out of your mouth? Interesting. I mean, people they don't people don't know, and there's a, a real sense space of ignorance that is real but at the same time like we all have ignorance towards things so like I know when I was younger I feel like it was much more okay to make homophobic comments so I can't pretend that I never like when I was a kid never said like oh that's so gay or like something along those lines like to me I had to like take a moment to think and say to myself what am I really saying and is this kind or nice? And it's like, no, it's really fucking offensive and rude. I had to check myself, quick check, changed it, don't use that language anymore. Now I move on with my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, but at the time it was something that was just very natural and prevalent and the way that things were. Doesn't make it right, doesn't mean it's not homophobic, doesn't mean I didn't participate in that bullshit. I did. I still don't think I'm a bad person. That's what I want to invite every person who's afraid of being racist to
0: do with racism just think it was the time it's yeah. how we were raised let's do it yeah and you're getting into the healing journey right of authenticity and not having to be perfect meaning if you see a place within yourself that does make you uncomfortable you spot it you got it you you invite it in not you don't invite it in as an excuse to be that yeah but you say okay there's a part of me that is this thing Let me be honest and and acknowledge it's here for something to actually shift, heal, alchemize.
1: Right. Because it's just another part of the ego to think that you're better than other people because you're not a certain way. And I think like a more true perspective is that you don't know who you would be under different circumstances. So unless you're making conscious choices and decisions about who you want to be and why you want to be that way... You know, it's not about being better. It's just about being like, that's not in alignment with what I feel is really right. Yeah. You know, and like, I always say this as well, when I was younger, it didn't feel right to use the word gay in the way that I was. So there was a part of me that knew, you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Man, life. Crazy. Um, did you feel that growing up in our, and going through our high school, did you contact did you come into contact with a lot of racism there well i was tracked in
1: upper dublin high school or middle school rather on two different occasions so there's a perfect example mm -hmm, of systemic racism so Upper Dublin, as soon as we, it's changed now because people brought it to light and lawsuits and whatever. And I think, I hope it has been dismantled. I don't know what they're implementing and if it's better or whatever, but it was Do you mean problem. the tracking of classes? The tracking that you of mean? classes. Okay. Started at sixth grade, whether you okay. realize it or not. When they started to group k- kids in a certain like math class together, then all of a sudden kids are moving together in a certain track. Got it. Whether you're for or against tracks under like outside of the racial context is you know debatable whether like what's good what's bad but what would happen repeatedly in upper dublin is they would always track black kids at the lower tracks so you might have been black and you made it into enrichment in and then let's say there was like a behavioral problem boom you're kicked out of enrichment which was illegal um for my case my teacher 7th grade i forget her name she was really nice told my mom that she didn't think I was in the right track. So she moved me into a different track. All my classes changed, whatever the case may be. So I moved into a different track and did well in that track, got all A's and B's. And then the next year, I was moved down again back into the lower track. So then I got in trouble that year because I was asking too many questions in class. And my teacher gave me uh, a lunch detention or something really inappropriate because I didn't do anything. But she felt like she thought I was like intentionally trying to disrupt class, but I was just bored because it wasn't the right level of challenge for what I needed. And my mom realized at that moment that I was tracked lower again. And then I had to switch all of my classes again in eighth grade. So my mom is a principal, was a principal, was in education her whole life. So she was aware of the tactics that were being used and how things went. So she was able for me to say, okay, this isn't right, and now I'm going to fight to have my daughter placed where she should be. My sister had a back operation when she was in eighth grade. She was out of school for like six weeks or longer because she couldn't um, she couldn't move for a really long period of time. She had scoliosis. They put a pole in her back. It was a very tough period. So in that one quarter that she had a back operation, she – Was she had a B in a class and it was the only B that she had. And then when she applied for honors classes, they told her that she was ineligible for that reason because she had a B. Do you know what I mean? Like, there were so there were just certain things where it's like, okay, you Mm -hmm. know, first time maybe it was a mistake in seventh grade, right? Maybe you guys just didn't realize, but then again in eighth grade, all right, you know, what's happening here? And then you get all of these stories of. People who were discouraged to go to college or told to go to tech school mm-hmm. or I'm even going to take it down to if you are really good at sport, you don't need to necessarily do your work and you don't necessarily need to have the functioning skills. But we're still going to let you graduate and not going to uh, not believe in you enough to have the ability to to do better or more, basically, we're just going to yeah. push you through because your value is associated with sports. So that kind of brings it back to your question. Absolutely, I believe people like are looking at Black people and their value for. Uh, an ounce of what is actually brought to the table and completely unaware of history with all of the contributions inventions and different ways, like different successful stories and areas because it's not shared and those things won't be shared. So you have to, if you want to know and if you want to diversify your perspective, you kind of have to take it upon yourself to really say like, is, are my thoughts and my perception real or is it just my limited paradigm to what I've exposed myself to?
0: Yeah. I mean, amen. And I I think I saw myself in Upper Dublin, what you're talking about. Did I personally experience it? No. And that's what white privilege is for people who don't, still don't understand what that is. It's the fact that I, I'm not saying I had an easy life, but I know and was aware that the color of my skin led me to... Not have that kind of discrimination and certain abuses apply to me because Mm -hmm. of that, and people who can't even acknowledge that and that it exists. It's like, well, you've that's that's a certain kind of ignorance that needs to be healed. It's like, but all this needs to be changed like yesterday, you know what I mean? Like, no more. And I don't know exactly how I feel about tracking either, I'm not really. For it, because I also... And then this would be a whole other conversation um, that I don't know if I want to fully get into, but in terms of education and like what we label as learning disabilities are often just learning differences. Mm -hmm. I know so many people who were told that they are dyslexic Mm -hmm. where it just turns out that they're brilliant people who just learn slightly differently. Mm -hmm. And we are just so quick to put labels on people in so many ways that just limits the thing. So like, I don't know. I'm not saying I have an answer because sometimes maybe tracking does help, but maybe less tracking and more uh, interests. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, these kids are similar because they really love the engineering side. Oh my God, yes. Of like not this. everybody's meant for for everything. Absolutely. Because that would change the whole thing where you can still have certain kids together because their passion is similar. Yeah. But you're not like, uh, standardized, testing, the whole fucking thing. But real quick, (laughs) today's podcast is sponsored by Care of and care of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best today and supports you long-term. So what you do is you go onto their website, take of.com and they have this incredible, really fun online quiz. So you answer some questions about your diet, health goals and lifestyle. And then care of will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals and then they send you these packets which they're a little bit changed right now i'll get into that but they sell you these personalized they bring you these personalized packets that are great and after you take the quiz if you don't really want to follow the expert recommendations you can adjust your pack at any time um However, just know that right now, the personalized daily packs that are very, very cute, and I love them, but for a short time, they're temporarily shipping their supplements and bottles as an extra step to make sure they're keeping their customers and team members safe while also fulfilling orders as quickly as possible. Don't worry, though. Their daily vitamin packs will be back soon. And I really love it because it makes it really easy to maintain your health goals, Um, So go on take that quiz I promise you it's fun and also know that they are made of wholesome ingredients that you can recognize and I like wholesome ingredients I don't like when you look at something and it's got like a bajillion ingredients that you can't even pronounce. Um, and yeah, and they're also really, really focused on quality, science, and research, which goes into each of their products and recommendations. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code INVASION50. Once again, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter INVASION50. Thank you. Okay. Sorry, Kim, let's get back to what we were no, it's talking It's all good. To. I mean, I was actually like, man, I should do that. No, it's, it's amazing. Seriously. Yeah. And, and clean ingredients. Yes. I got some cranberry uh, pills in mine, which the, by the way, so the advertisement's over because I don't know if they'd appreciate me saying this part, but it's really good for vaginal health cranberry pills and i think everyone should should support a happy vagina everyone should support a happy vagina but i think men like cranberry too i think it's like kidney stuff Mm -hmm. um once again i'm not medical this is no longer the (laughs) advertisement Mm -hmm. they'd be like oh god dr kate like cranberry it's i think it's good for your kidneys i don't know (laughs) but it is i i love cranberry and there's a lot of other stuff there's one one thing i have in there like Ashawanga or something oh yeah 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 they have a lot on there so you should check it out i will and better use my promo code if you do. hell yeah okay um all right shall we what were we oh we we're talking about school system and just change the whole How fucking thing everyone yeah well it's, i feel like so many of these things this is gonna sound like a really valley girl way of saying this mm-hmm. just suck the fun out of life <laughs> yes right it's like yeah. we all just want to live a really good in tune life where our life force is fully activated. Be We've come here and manifested to be happy, and here we are. Like, oh, I'm gonna treat you differently because of your skin color. Like, what the fuck? What kind of? It's beyond elementary. No, it's not even beyond elementary because even little kids aren't that dumb. Do you know what I mean? Little kids love people. Yeah. It's it's just I don't I don't understand it. It's just a way to like place your hate that doesn't no. make sense. You know what it is?
1: It's that everybody like. We're coming from a society that's based off of a monarchy. So if you have a monarchy, there's someone at the top. There's other like that person is taking power, taking power, taking power, taking power. And when you do not have a spiritual foundation and you can be religious and spiritual or religious and not spiritual, you can be, you know, not religious and spiritual. You get the point. But when you don't have that, the space that you're gaining power from, coming from within, coming from that sense of connection, coming from that sense of rightness and purity and everything else, then you're looking to steal your power and to gain your power from stealing it from other people. And it's that competition
0: versus like, hey, there's enough for everyone. You don't need to even worry about it. Yeah. Once again, sucking the fun out of everything. The school system, I think, is really good at sucking fun out. Even, even, even not just with racial issues, just the way they treat kids yeah I'm the boss I'm the teacher I'm the principal and I say what goes yeah. we need to start listening to each other yeah, and to absolutely. our bodies whatever whatever there's a I, yeah I'm not even gonna get into that I'm I know gonna... I kind of want us to get into some like lighter stuff too sure. because you're so funny and like thank you do, do you want to talk about people apologizing <laughs> to you and then we can kind of move on sure. to other <laughs> topics I just thought it was funny like
1: well no I, I was telling Kate that I've I, I really was not expecting this like outpour of support and it's beautiful because that's really what ch- has changed between this instance and when things have happened in the past. So many more people are vocal and so many pe- more people are doing things like uh, protesting and they're bringing protests to their neighborhood and like this has happened across the world and this is like a movement and it is so beautiful to see and I'm so grateful for it and I really do hope that it leads to like actual change and stuff that's like really effective as well um but one thing that's happening is i'm getting people that i'm really not expecting to reach out to me they reach out to me for support and they're saying like i'm so sorry that this is happening and i just want you to know that like i am here for you and like i'm here i'm listening i'm learning you know and let me know if there's anything that i can do for you kind of thing and in my head i'm like I don't even know I wasn't it just throws me off like I'm thinking we're talking about something else we're bringing it into something totally different um I personally don't personally need an apology you know it's one thing if you're like hey you know what I noticed I've been a little racist and I probably did x y and z to you or like whatever you know what I mean like specific things if you've done something to me sure apologize um if not I don't even know how to respond, you know, and then I'm thinking in my head, how do I make this person comfortable? (laughs) Then it kind of defeats the purpose of the apology a little bit. You know what I mean?
0: It just gets a little, um, we were kind of laughing before, but now, as you say it again, it sounds really beautiful. Like it's <laughs> well, I silly feel bad even saying sense. it. I yeah. know. I feel bad saying it because I know
1: people are just doing their best. It's like, man, I have no idea what to do, but what can I do? I can apologize. You know what I mean? I can reach out and I can let them know I'm I'm sending my support and X, Y, and Z. No, you know that's I mean? cute. It like, is beautiful, but it's also funny because I'm also like, okay, well, I don't where do we go next in this conversation yeah because you
0: probably don't like expect it and then suddenly I haven't talked to in years but it's nice I mean whether they want to give you an apology or just acknowledge like I I think my way which I do anyway outside of color with you is just appreciating who you are in your totality like Kim is a goddess okay and she just got it going on in every way mind, body, spirit, you Thank know? You, <laughs> so for me, it's like you can also show love in just seeing a person and oh, really acknowledging all that they're about. And if yeah. you want to apologize because you have a friend who you think may have been subject to awful systemic racism, by all means, you know, but. Yeah.
1: Well, and also like the things that I've been through because I learned to start to create from within and to start to like turn really within and like my relationship with God for how I live my Mm -hmm. life. I am not holding on to like, I'm not mad at the system because it tracked me when I was in eighth grade. I don't give a fuck. I'm still doing well. You know what I mean? Like not, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm coming, coming for you. you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but it's a reality that people don't necessarily know is happening, yeah. and, you know? And I feel gratitude that like my mom was who she was to be able to help me out in the way that she, sounds she did. sounds badass. Yo, My mom is not a joke on many levels. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, but at the same time, like, So, I'm not there. And also, my peak of being upset is not George Floyd. I peaked Mm. years ago. Mm. Um, I don't, something else to kind of bring up, you know, I don't know if you notice it, but for a while, we really didn't hear about any of these police brutality things, right? So, it was like we heard about them during Obama. We really didn't hear much during Trump. And then all of a sudden, COVID hits, boom. Back in the media, all right. So years ago, when I don't know if it was Freddie Gray or who it was, something. It would think it was Philando Castile when he literally, like, they said, "Will you please, <laughs> will you please get your ID?" And he said, "I'm getting my ID. My hands are in the air. Uh, I'm just getting my ID, officer, from the glove compartment. I need to open it now." And he still died. Like in that moment, I was just like, Jesus effing Christ. Like, if you cannot even, if they're telling you to do something and you can't even comply to what they're doing, and it still is scaring this person for whatever reason, that's like, like, how am I gonna be able to make it? And plus I just like cut my hair short and like I look like a boy a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm like, Jesus, like, oh my God, there's no hope. And it made me paranoid and it gave like it really triggered me into this space. And that's when I had to have a conversation with myself about like, all right. You have not experienced these personal experiences so much with the police. You've had positive interactions with the police. The police have helped you. You have friends who are police officers. Like this is what I was experiencing in the moment was just pure like trauma. Like it was like PTSD almost, but it was almost like transgenerational PTSD of like stories being brought down and the stuff that you just carry with you that's just triggered by an environmental circumstance. So that was my peak. So this happened with George Floyd and it it, it hits me emotionally because it can't, but I'm also recognizing that I can't be of benefit to society not being my best self. So I learned the tools over the years to really be able to take care of myself. So I'm like doing my yin yoga, got my meditation going, I'm eating my vegetables and eating healthy with a little bit of meat, you know, and I'm taking care of myself during the time frame, turning the media off, totally disconnecting, doing my artwork, doing what I need to do to make sure that I'm okay during the time frame and letting other people go out and protest because I just know like it's not going to be a good thing for me to participate in that. So when people are coming to me and saying, like, like this is just so terrible and I just feel so bad and I'm so sorry and just want to let you know I'm listening, I'm learning, and let me know what I can mm. do and all of that other stuff, I'm not in that space. Like In my head, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that you're there, but go mm. read. Go figure it out. Like go talk to Adrian. That's when I send them to Adrian. Send them straight to Dr. Milner. I think it's Dr. Milner in Yoga. uh, to her IG page. And she will educate you. I think she even has like a workshop to help people understand like what's happening Mm. that's happening for free. So check her out if you are one of those people feeling guilty and not knowing what to do. There are real things.
0: I saw this beautiful video on facebook of I, I wish i knew it was where um a whole it was like i think through a church kind of thing but the the white people in the church kneeled down and uniformly apologized to the black people in that church i believe that's what i think it was all through a church and everyone not everyone was crying but like because Sometimes when people set up those things, it doesn't feel authentic, whatever. Yeah. But it really felt like they were saying, like we acknowledge what's going on, mm-hmm. and we are collectively sorry. Yeah, like it didn't feel like anyone was getting, you know, beat down in it. it like it wasn't like, oh, you know, the white people are like saying I am a right. piece of shit. Yeah, but they were, they were like by bending the knee to them, it was also just like honoring them yeah like right. w- we're sorry and yeah. we honor you right. and then like and then they kneel down with everyone and it was like people were crying and I was like there you go like healing let's yeah. Do it. yeah and let's now I'm not saying it has to be that exact way but right there is I mean it's it's built on and I do want to move on so we can get to somewhere <laughs> but it's built on slavery that happened like you said not just from africa there were lots of places that people were stolen from their homes and their land their yeah their family yeah and brought here to be abused so yeah
1: and just to clarify my the thought is like there were different places from africa that the african slave trade people were taken from and they were brought to different areas within america so the way that you experienced slavery mm. as a slave depended upon, you know, who either you were either sold to or who stole you. You know, where, where like the way the Spanish handled slavery was different than the way that the English handled slavery was different than whatever. Maybe you lived on a slave plantation in the South then that means your living quarters is going to be a different circumstance than if you're a slave to somebody in, let's say, New York City, mm-hmm. right? Like they don't have the space. So all of those different nuances changes the experience itself. And True. it's not just this one linear experience in this one story. We're t- basically told one narrative. That's the only thing that you're seeing in the movies. Yeah. Um, and it's the, the black... Uh, contribution to America and the black experience is a it's probably one of the most diverse experiences yeah and the contribution is immeasurable so we're told about like just like a narrow amount of things and it's like you don't know who all the inventors are and everything else but yeah I'm with you like we've got heavy we can get light yeah
0: we'll get light in a sec but but also Mm -hmm. they were also stolen from the islands like you were saying too though right
1: they were from Africa to the islands. Oh, to the islands. Right. So it's coming from Africa and it's going to different places. Okay. You know, so um, yeah, there were different experiences that happened in the islands versus what would have happened Got in Virginia.
0: Got it. Got it. Okay.
1: And they're going from different Look who parts needs
0: to do Africa. more of her history research. It's not your fault. Kate Wolf.
1: <laughs> it's not your fault like you were you didn't you weren't taught it in school you're taught like this really crappy yeah minuscule story so yeah it's
0: bullshit anyway yeah <laughs> let's talk about twin flames now um <laughs> let's talk about love yeah anyway romance yeah unicorns mermaids um well even before that i just want to say this real quick so my boyfriend cg erickson has written a fictional book loosely based on some of his experiences. Oh awesome. Um but if anyone listening is a literary agent or knows of a great literary agent who sells fiction, please email me K Wolf2F's twenty seven at gmail dot com. And I've read it and it's freaking amazing. Um so I read it a while ago um and I Yeah, I'm in awe. So anyone who wants to maybe make a lot of money and help sell his fucking awesome book, hit me up. Okay, now. Good for him. Yeah, I love how he did it because he really did um, combine, like it's it's definitely fiction, but there's so much of his story still woven throughout it. But I think he's, there's so much by doing fiction, there was more freedom for him to play around things I don't know it's it's really you would yeah. love it oh absolutely and it talks it goes a lot into the disease of this world Oof. I mean how could it not he's Oof. someone who's been up against the system in a whole other way mm-hmm. but anywho I won't talk about that too much let's talk about twin flames. Let's talk about love. Let's you talk you about think he's love. your twin flame, right? I do, but he doesn't use terms like that. He he's not I don't think he's against it. I don't know. I mean, if he were he's here right just now like what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, I've explained to him what it means and I've tried to even cuz for me it's very also Adam and Eve stuff and I was not, I'm, I was raised Jewish. I'm spiritual, yeah. I'm not religious, mm-hmm. but I do believe there's a lot of truth and significance in biblical stories the torah mm-hmm. the quran so on and so on do you mean from like a well, from what perspective like a
1: historical perspective or a uh, metaphoric perspective or- both
0: i think mm-hmm. it's hard sometimes to know like certain stories i think are more metaphorical whereas mm-hmm. i think some as outlandish as they sound could have really happened mm. i also am into atlantis Lemuria okay. I believe the We're waiting on the Enlightened aliens right now All these memes are out there What's I next The aliens you, I'm Aliens
1: like, scare me But Maybe I'm being alienist <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well certain aliens out there Are more aggressive Warlike aliens Okay And then there are other aliens That are more into the love Vibrational frequency Of connectedness And those yeah. would be The kinds of I just hope Aliens that you interact with
1: I hope that they're Just invisible Do you know what I mean? I just want to be completely <laughs> ignorant, but like do your loving vibrational stuff to help the world.
0: If they land in my backyard, Kim, I'll just party. tell, I'll tell you about it first. Okay. I'll let you know, I'll, I'll give you some insight into them and then you can decide if you want to come to the alien party.
1: And I think that that would need, that's the way it would need to happen. Like you would <laughs> need to help walk me through it. I would need to hold your hand. You need to be like, oh, absolutely. safe, you know?
0: And then you'd have to remember your star seed, uh <laughs> journey and all of that stuff. All of a sudden like they the Lyrens maybe would come down. Lyrens are one of my favorite alien groups. So
1: maybe, I maybe yeah into um there's a a meditation guy. I don't really know like what he does, but he makes his name Steve Noble. He makes these meditations um on YouTube and they are dope. And they're like these visualizations that can be anywhere from like 16 minutes to like an hour and he has like different topics or whatever and he'll use like angels and I'm totally comfortable with that and he'll use um, just different things but he'll call us star seeds and I know that I a thousand percent align with his work because I'm like this works like I did one for anxiety one day and I was like I felt some shit release from my system like I feel like a new woman like I'm revived you know. Uh, But yeah, he'll use certain language and then I'm just like, I don't really know what you're talking about, but I'm cool with it because like if I I just don't know, like I choose to just like not think about it. Did Atlantis exist? I don't know. Maybe it could have. I wasn't there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Did it? Does it? Is it fake? I I don't care. You know,
0: (laughs) but that's a great attitude because that's just overall open mindedness without having to cling on to like, I know what happened when we're still in the mystery no. of that. Yeah. So live in the mystery of faith. Like yeah. a good Catholic. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I kind of want to connect the twin flame. So twin yeah. flames, in my opinion, is they are mirror images of each other on this dimension and mm-hmm. the earth plane, um, which is beautiful because everything in a sense is your mirror here to look within and grow. But it's like that particular person in a very unconditional love kind of way really is supposed to mirror your beauty and, So you can love yourself on a deeper level. And Mm -hmm. it's, once again, unconditional because we're all humans. We all have flaws. And you can kind of see yours, once again, in a very beautiful way, clearly in the other person. But, um, yeah. So that's what I believe. A lot of people don't believe that. And that's fine. Um, But we were also talking about Alice in Wonderland. So I kind of wanted to make the connection.
1: Can I ask a quick question about Twin Flames,
0: though? Because I feel like I
1: like different people have said different things. So then it just makes me, that's when I'm just like, all right, I don't get it. I'm confused. Um, so people have talked about false twin flames or they've talked about like, like, how do you know, Mm. like, this is your twin flame, you know what I mean? Or what if your twin flame, like it's supposed to be an unconditional, beautiful way. What if the person's, you know, been through some shit and they're just not in that space to be able to express love in that, you know what I mean? Like you have to do your own work to be able to get to a space to like really... you know be that person that you're talking about so what is the experience if you just haven't
0: if you're you know well everyone's experience is different kind of Mm -hmm. like you were saying with you know people who've been slaves there's not one thing I so I'll speak a bit on my journey but I don't want to say that is everyone's twin flame journey because you know I I don't think it's like that Mm -hmm. but I will say I think you have to be at a certain place in your spiritual development not necessarily to meet your twin flame or but it's like to come into full union mm-hmm. where you are at a certain type of consciousness and ability to love yourself and anchor in yourself. Mm-hmm. I think you have to be there before you can really ascend with them in a sense mm-hmm. or level up as CG would say. He he yeah. called, like instead he wouldn't use the word ascension, he would say like there's like leveling up, right? Yeah. So I think you have to be at a certain place and a certain desire to meet that person, which will help you grow. Um, But in terms of false twin flame, I definitely had a false twin. Um, That's my fault. I'm not putting it on the person in the sense of I'd heard of the concept and I assumed the person years ago that I was romantically involved with was. Yeah. um, And I still think that person has a huge part or had a huge part who knows in my journey Mm -hmm. um, and towards my growth and everything. But I, I'd say for me, the big difference in feeling between a false and an actual Mm -hmm. is um, ultimate safety. Mm. Um, And I don't mean safety. Like I thought the other person was going to beat me necessarily. You know, it's not that kind of safety. It's, it's this feeling of really, coming home mm. um, within and just a certain kind of like. But is
1: it coming home in reference to them or coming home within yourself? I that's think it's like brought out by them.
0: I think it's more within, mm-hmm. but it's also still the union. Yeah. And okay. there's just this level of it's so hard to explain. So it's like this subtle energy, but it just feels ultimately like for real family. Mm. Um, and and a certain kind of peace too Mm -hmm. so i think i think true twin flame ship isn't supposed to be about games there's an honesty that can come out Mm -hmm. and and it's really on the utmost level about intimacy Mm -hmm. being seen and allowing someone to see you which can only come first from true Mm self-love are you ready to be seen are you ready for that intimacy
1: yeah and i think that like kind of looping everything together before you get into Alice in Wonderland I think being seen like you said just seeing somebody is one of the kindest things that you can do so if you're thinking like man what can I do to be a better person like just work on seeing the truth like the beauty in who people are yeah you know regardless of anything else and I think that's just like that's the best
0: feeling in the world to be able to be on the receiving end of that yes exactly and everyone wants to be seen and and even (laughs) other than your twin flame your friendships you know like starting to really be able to see people for who they are and then in terms of the Alice in Wonderland thing which I love Alice in Wonderland um it's really about taking this trip Alice in Wonderland deep inside you know into Mm -hmm. that rabbit hole and I I think it's the journey of manifestation in a sense and Adam and Eve is a part of that and Adam and Eve doesn't it can also be Adam and Steve (laughs) I just had to say that because I don't want to sound like anti-gay in any way with that Adam no. and Eve ness, but it's like it's it's the Godhead splitting. So it's the concept of you have God Goddess head, mm-hmm. where there's that oneness, that thing where gender is not yet split. Yeah, and then in the manifestation, the contraction that happens for something to even exist, I believe that those energies split somewhat while also being totally still in that intimate dance. But it's divine feminine masculine, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like the divine masculine feminine, the divine mother, father, mm-hmm. the moon and the sun. Yeah. It's, it's these two things. It, it That were once one are, quote unquote, splitting, even though you can't really split those things up. Because you're still always energetically connected. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it might feel like you're separated. But the truth is, twin flames are married spiritually in that universe. You can't ever really separate them. Okay, But within that union and everything that comes in it is steeped in love, even though it might not feel like something's happening out of in that love. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alice in Wonderland. That whole like let's take a trip. I believe it's that. Let's manifest. Let's mm. let's experience the illusion of separation. From each other. From everything. But we're actually really always connected. And to me evil. Is the illusion of disconnect from spirit. And what mm-hmm. people do when they think they're separate from everything else. And that's where abusive power can come in. Yep. So Alice in Wonderland often taps in to the journey of just being a human and what it means to meet these other interesting characters and to try to find yourself and all of that. So that's how they kind of link up. But yeah, no, I like that because
1: I was listening to Lady Gaga's new album earlier on the way here. Part of it I hadn't finished it yet. And she had a song that said something about like, I'm not my name's not Alice, but I'm still searching for my wonderland and kate and i were having the discussion about i i was saying i don't really i know that there's just like deep meaning behind alice in wonderland but i still remember the kid version you know what i mean and i never and also like wizard of oz had you know some other meanings like the, i've seen books on like the metaphysical perspective of wizard of oz and stuff like that so i feel like i it made me think to myself like what does that mean? And then she also handed me a glass that had Alice in Wonderland on there. Yeah. So we were getting the conversation and wanted to bring you guys into it.
0: Well, a lot of it's about, like, think of Dorothy and Wizard of Oz, coming home, mm. discovering who you are, once again, meeting these different characters, witches and wizards of our truest power that we also disconnect from because we mm. forget our, the truth of I our being. It. And but But coming back to remembering that Everything you need is really within. And it reminds me of the Rumi quote as well. What you seek is seeking you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of it is we all have these pulls and these aches and these desires. And this is the journey of discovering who I am. What do I want? What excites me? What are my impulses? And learning to love yourself enough to really follow those dreams and those desires while meeting all these different people that might bring you closer to yourself or further from yourself. But it's all about discovering who you are, what you really want.
1: Love it. I feel like I'm a deeper person now as a result of this conversation. Yes,
0: I love <laughs> I love talking with you. Um, well, it is time to wrap up though. So where can people find you? So I am a
1: bar instructor, which is kind of random for me to add here. But um, I'm on Instagram, my IG handle is lovefitstudio. So when you see that page, it's really dedicated to all of the work that I do uh, with exercise
0: and fitness. And that would be the absolute best way. Yes. And so follow her there. And for me, I'm at the Kate Wolf, if you would like a tarot reading or a non-dual Kabbalistic healing it's kwolf 2 fs 27 at gmail.com um, once comedy clubs are back up I will be promoting my second comedy album recording but I think for now that is it and once again Kim thanks so much for doing this we've been talking about this for a while so yeah
1: thank you for having me I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you in this way
0: and I'm gonna apologize even though we kind of made fun of it <laughs> but mine's gonna be different I'm sorry for anyone who wasn't able to see your brilliance and your beauty clearly because you are incredible so I want to apologize that unfortunately some people miss a goddess queen even when one's right in front of their face so I apologize for all those idiots no No, I don't need it to get mean to people but like no, no I apologize for anyone who didn't see you clearly
1: yeah well you know what life is a journey and at the end of the day like
0: each step of the path leads you to a better space so it's all beautiful amen and do not fuck with her because she knows who she is now so and we'll both hex you no okay this is getting weird (laughs) i will not hex anybody but kate will (laughs) i will for her and for me no okay anyway (laughs) thank Thank you you guys you're (laughs) welcome thank you guys so much for listening bye